Welcome back home, Bob, on your trip. Hey, Andy, to, thanks. Uh, it's good to be back. <laughs> another um, podcast for uh, Citizens for Better Broom. Yeah, here we are. We got a lot to talk about today. Well, uh, I'm waiting Chris. for the resignation from uh, Governor Cuomo. He hasn't, uh, they, the assembly suspended the um, investigation. Interesting enough, I think yeah, that's what he was waiting for is um, he wanted to go out on his terms. Now he's got the investigation is suspended in the assembly. We'll see if they do anything with the criminal investigation. But then he's turned around and uh, hasn't officially given his uh, paperwork in. But he well, did he file. It would be for 14 days and it hasn't been 14 days yet. So, <laughs> well, it's uh, he did file for his uh, retirement, 50,000 a year for his uh, public pension. Is that what it is? 50,000? Well, that's what it said. That's what I read. It's a drop in the bucket for his. Uh, I wonder about a reelection campaign. What happens to the what happens to any million. of the money in his uh, coffers? What do we do with that? He walks home with it. We uh, write the... another book that nobody <laughs> reads. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Well, another. Well, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I go just ahead. wanted to okay. just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, disillusion in Johnson City. Something okay. we had we had talked about before. Um, interesting developments there it appears from kicking at the kicking at the tires a little bit from the powers that be both in johnson city and in the town of union uh-huh. that there is the short answer to to disillusion now is that there's no appetite for it at all um <laughs> for the following reasons it appears yeah. that there will be one candidate on the ballot for the mayor mayoral race in johnson city in november right. Uh-huh. And it will be the former head of the firemen's union, right. which single-handedly started the bankruptcy of, of Johnson City with exorbitant pay for firefighters led by this guy. I won't even mention his name. Okay. There's no one else on the ballot. So this is who is the de facto upcoming mayor. Mayor, exactly. For the next four and, years. And the folks in the town of Union want nothing to do with this guy. So far, they've re undone everything that was a shared service agreement between the village and the town of union, the planning, the zoning, all of that has been now disconnected from the town of union. And they've basically handed it back to Johnson city. My reporting, uh, my information is that the only thing that the town of union provides the Johnson, Johnson city residents now is two things, dog, dog uh control right okay and the repair of street lights and, and jc pays the town of union for that and jc residents pay a separate tax to the town of union uh-huh. for those services so you're paying for a dog catcher i know they won't mm-hmm. don't want to be called that yeah let's call them animal control officers Officer, right right um and for for someone to fix a, a broken street light and, and my information also says that the fixing of the broken streetlight is something that's sublet out to a separate private organization that's headquartered somewhere in the Carolinas, and it can take four to six weeks for a request to be even honored. So if you've got a streetlight <laughs> in front of your house that's out, you may get it fixed by October, something like that. So th- that's what's going on. Uh, as I said, the town of Union folks have no appetite to deal with this guy. And uh, all of the services that were already shared kind of in anticipation of a more cooperative environment have now been 
handed back to Johnson City, mainly because of uh, there was no succession plan when the, the person who was running zoning, all of that retired. So that's where it's at. It seems that uh, they just need to go further and further into the abyss of financial uh, tragedy, and then uh, something will happen. And hopefully they're planning on, I think, the state of New York throwing them a lifeline uh, once they get buried into so much bonding debt that they can't survive anymore. These news reports from the Johnson City Mall, the Oakdale Mall, where um, they're looking to get a, um, which they did get, is a, a, a type of pilot, a type of reduction on their taxes on the transfer from this uh, Rialto company of Miami, Florida, is selling the mall to uh, this uh, SPAC or Spike, who is a, um, company from one of the Matthew, uh, one of the Matthew boys, they end up getting a, um, they, they were receiving the, the town of union and the town of, and the village of Johnson city, Broome County and the JC school district were receiving around 3 million a year. Now they're going to be getting 500,000 a year, a two hundred two and a half million dollar reduction for five years. And then it's going to bump up in the next three years after that up until 1.2 million, all for the benefit of, um, you know, keeping the Oakdale Mall there, if you will. And it's going to become within the next five years, you know, retail, manufacturing, government, health-oriented facilities there. Well, guess who has to make up the other two and a half million in in the village or the Johnson City School District? The rest of the taxpayers. You know, I see this as a pretty sweetheart deal for, um, for the Matthews companies, the of getting this and the village and uh, people from the county, man, they're just, they're giddy about, wow, we're going to keep this on the tax rolls. Well, at a half a million dollars, it really isn't on the tax rolls. Wasn't it the what, same Matthews group that gave us uh, the promise of uh, IBM not really leaving, but reinventing itself as uh, a new manufacturing center that would keep Endicott afloat? I, to answer your question. Yes. And it, and it gets, now we need local developers. We, we, we need business. We need, you know, to, to be able to, to move forward, but at what cost? Basically what we're saying is we should let the, at, at a half a million a year in taxes towards the schools, Broome County, the village, the town of union, you might as well just let it go for that. There isn't any, uh, there's no benefit. And we still have to maintain the streets. We still have to uh, pave the lots you know, all these ancillary costs to what benefit now, are we going to get more industry more, you know, it's really robbing Peter to pay Paul because the Sears building, which is now uh, a uh, broom County, uh, an arm of the uh, broom County government has services. uh, So, okay. Social services. They're just moving it from one building to another. I I, I don't, you know, as a, as a mall, as a, as a commercial retail mall, there's also the largest, probably the second largest uh, entity in the county besides over in Vestal for sales tax revenue. And, and of course, if you keep piling in government operations there and, and things uh, to take up space, you're going to dampen that as well. And, and that was a major source of revenue for the county, the village, the town. So we're, we're reducing that if we continue to pile uh, people that don't pay taxes into that property, like we did with social services. Well, so, Reynolds, 
Reynolds Circle and Reynolds, uh, the, the streets up there on the hill of JC, you know, their, their school taxes, I've got to believe this is going to be a hit, you know, another five or 10% on top of the 2% every year. Again, this is a gotta ne- negative. It's got to be. It's for the village. tax reduction. Go from three million to a half a million. What's that? 75, 80% yeah. reduction in t- taxes in one of the largest tax taxable entities in the village and broom county i it's it's i mean as far as square footage it's got i don't know what the square footage is of broom of um the oakdale mall but it's got to be one of the larger facilities it's just again it's it's going to be more problems for the residents of johnson city specifically and those who pay taxes uh, to that school district are about to have an eye-opening experience I mean, this has got of a lot of I told you so written on it from the failed effort to dissolve the village years ago. And now we find ourselves in a situation where it probably makes a lot of fiscal sense to do so. But because of the players that are in control right now, there's no appetite for it. So very difficult situation for us at Citizens for Better Broom, because we see it as we, tr- we try to look at it not in an emotional way, but in a very pragmatic way. And pragmatically, I think it makes all the sense in the world to pursue the dissolution. But the practical side of it is you can't really do it unless you have the right players in place. And right now that's not the case. So, you know, the idea that there's one candidate unopposed on a mayoral ticket in a, in a village, the size of Johnson city, really is despicable. It's it's a lack of leadership on, beha- on behalf of the party, parties. And uh, it's also shows a total lack of caring, apparently, on behalf of the voters in Johnson City. I say shame on all of you for letting that happen. Well, it's a little bit of, uh, you know, they've, they've beat us down. We, we've talked about this before. You can't beat City Hall, but gosh. But City you know, Hall can sure beat the hell out of you. Well, and that's what that's exactly what it what it looks like, you know, and they broke ground this week. Another example of this is building a new fire station on Court Street in the city of Binghamton. When you have a perfectly good fire station now, granted, the floor is caving in, et cetera. Well, to spending, um, well, they've said five or six million. It'll you know how these things morph into double the costs. You know, again, again, sucking off poor management, no tax, tax, tax entities off of the tax rolls and reducing the footprint of what's possible to be taxed, shoving it onto the backs of everyone else who's dumb enough to stay there. I mean, I I own property in the city of Binghamton, rental property. And um, ironically, just to give you an example, Mm -hmm. I I said to uh, my realtor, I said, I'm thinking about selling it because I'm getting so little help from the city of Binghamton. In, in maintaining livability standards there. Right. And I've, I've got a vacant house right next door to this property that's been vacant and falling down literally for five years. It's still a year plus away from even getting close to being demolished. Okay. okay. Down, the, down the street, I've got hooligans create a situation at night so terrifying to my tenants that they call me and they say, what can be done? I've Right. I've done everything I can do. I, I want out of there. And uh, the irony is there's people willing to buy the property that have no idea, you know, what the real ramifications are. I told the realtor came with me. She looked at it. I told her what I wanted. 
She said, meet me at the office. Let's talk about it. By the time I got to the office, she said to me, no lie. She goes, it's sold. I got it sold <laughs> for the number you that gave you me. Wanted. I said, how did you do that? She goes, I got a guy who I work with who's buying up property in Binghamton from downstate. I explained to him the situation, what the building was like. He said, I'll take it for that. She said, sign here. And we sold it. I said, well, I got to replace it with something. She said, okay, let's look. There were five properties in all of, all of where I wanted to have it that were even close that I could do, you know, something with. So there's no, there's no, uh, what I want to say in the real estate market, there's a lot of, uh, a buying opportunity for out of, out of area uh, buyers, but there's nothing to buy the inventories down. So well, what does that say about Binghamton? <clears throat> what kind of, what kind of operation would you rather have me as a local man running a property or absentee, uh, or do you want a guy from Brooklyn doing it? Well, and that's, that's the situation in Binghamton JC and in the village of Indicott. You have all these absentee owners and what's happened. Well, they go on the social services payroll, the, the tenants, and they, you know, they, they get a check, beat, they get a check and they beat that beat the hell out of the property. And, and meanwhile, they, if the lawn gets out of control, I go mow it. I cut the hedges. I pick up the garbage. That's not going to happen when the guy from Brooklyn is buying it. nothing right. against these people there. At least they've got money and they're investing it yeah, exactly. here, but they don't give a damn whether the neighborhood is good or bad. They just care whether social services is sending them a check. And if they are, that's all they care about. Talking about going up in smoke headline in the, in the, uh, press and some bulletin can you smoke pot at the state fair <laughs> can, I, oh. they, they actually spend an article in time a reporter writing this up well you can't smoke pot only in the designated areas as well as um and for the reason is is that certain um you know where you you can't smoke pot anywhere in public where you know tobacco was outlawed Thought I'd share what, that. Was the reporter today. smoking pot when he wrote the article? <laughs> Probably. Okay. Talking about going up in smoke. My gosh. Was it written well, by Cheech and Chong or? Yeah, exactly. Well, one thing that uh, on, a, on a national level that I'm just so disgusted is watching the Taliban fly in to Canada in Canada on U.S. Air Force airplanes. Explain to me how the how these imbeciles in the DOD and in, and in uh, Washington have allowed all of these, all these helicopters, these airplanes, these Humvees, there's more Humvee. There's a Humvee for each Taliban fighter. It, I mean, it's, it's, in, it's, it's speechless. Inco it's inconceivable to me that if our president decided he, that he was going to get out of Afghanistan, that's, that's one thing, but it's another thing to pull out the troops and leave 15,000 people behind. I mean, you know, don't you do that in the reverse order? Don't you leave your basic defensive operations in place, pull out vulnerable people, civilians, right? And then torch everything that you've got. So it can't be used against these people, I, it, you know, set fire to, to, um, you know, nuke everything. I don't mean literally, but understand. Make it so so these things are unusable. They're weapons of war. They're going to be used against the people of Afghanistan now by the Taliban. And they're going to have the stars and stripes emblems on the side of the vehicles while it happens. It's going to be great PR. Well, and this isn't going to stop. This is a now we, we've traded uh, one devil for another. We, we've outfitted them. And we I not only traded the devil, Andy, we created one.
this was, you know, there was no reason for this to happen this way at the very least. And it would have been terrible doing it this way as well. Get your people out, get everybody out, nuke Agram Air Force Base and everything in it so that it can't be used for any uh, warlike activity and then go and and leave it as you found it. But well, you're talking there was a there was an interview on one of the one of the guys who was on the ground there with uh, CIA, and he was taught trying to describe to people what it was like to deal with these warlords. So these people mm-hmm. are so backwards, basically, that a lot the of seventh the century economy could not. They couldn't count. They didn't know how to count. These are people yeah. who are determining life and death situations for other citizens of this country. These are men on horseback with swords who don't know how to count some of them. Okay. So trying to explain to this person who can't count about what the benefits of Liberty and, and uh, personal freedom are is uh, like trying to teach a toothbrush how to do something. I mean, come on. (laughs) Well, it's a, um, all my nephews that have been over there in the sand, it's just a slap in the face. It's just haven't talked to any of them in the last week, but I've got to believe, you know, they're, they feel betrayed. Our, our government, our leaders have be, have betrayed themselves, but well, over three thousand <clears throat> men and women died over there. For what? When you yeah. stand at the gravestone of your twenty-year-old who's not coming home and was proud to go and serve and sure volunteer, right? They want to, yeah. Now, now what? You know, what do you tell those people? Oh yeah, well, the hell with it. We we couldn't do anything with it. I mean, I've never been set foot in Afghanistan, but. I know people, plenty of people who have the place yeah. is a moonscape, first of all. Yeah, exactly. It's a moonscape <laughs> and it's run by people who have more in common with the biblical Jesus in terms of their society than they do with us. Well, Bob, I think we've covered it for the for today. Sadly, uh, this, folks, um... I, I thank you for listening. Um, it's Citizens for Better Broom. You can check us out on Facebook. You can read everything that I write at bobkingsley.com. Please remember that we're here to have uh, other points of view as well to kick around what we can do to make Broome County better. We do that once a month in person. The first Monday of the month coming up in September, we will go back to Thursdays at 6 p.m. The first Monday of the month, I don't know what day of the week that is, but as long as it's not on a holiday, we'll be there at 6. So please join us if you can. Uh, At the very least, check us out on Facebook. Andy, it's been a pleasure, and uh, we'll see you folks again next time. Great. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.